Thanks for joining us for another podcast from the youth team at Ballygown Presbyterian Church. Today's podcast is taken from our one year on series of events where Sarah Patterson shared with us about choosing hope. Hi, um, good evening. Um, my name is Sarah Patterson and I just want to say first of all thank you to Andrew for inviting me along to be part of your weekend. Um, I'm sure it's a bit different for you, um, but isn't it great that we have um, Zoom and things like this that can keep us connected and keep us together? So I have a question for you. Um, did you make any New Year's resolutions this year? Um, I usually do, but usually a week to two weeks into it, um, I'm not eating healthy anymore. I'm not exercising the way I should be. I've stopped learning that new skill and usually I end up feeling pretty bad about myself. So this year I decided not to make any New Year's resolutions. Um, what I decided to do instead was to find one thing to be thankful for every day of 2021. So you might be wondering why I did that. Well, I did it because I have found that being thankful is something that I forget to do. Especially forgot to do it in 2020 when I was told I wasn't allowed to work wasn't allowed to meet up with my friends or my family, uh, wasn't allowed to leave my own house. And because being thankful or being hopeful is a matter of a decision rather than a feeling. So for the past 80 days, I have found one reason to be thankful every single day. So um, sometimes I forget to do it, like on the day, so I'll do it the next day. But whenever I sit down and I start to think about, right, what am I thankful for? Um, I find a few things happen. The first thing that happens is my mood changes. Like if, I've, if I start sitting down and I feel quite ugh about the day, by the time I finish thinking, I feel quite upbeat about it and that it was a good day. Um, it challenges my ungrateful attitude. And it also helps me realise that things really aren't or weren't as bad as I first thought that they were. So when Andrew told me uh, your 2021 theme, I was excited and happy to be part of your special weekend. Choose hope. What a great title and also what a challenge. So the dictionary define definitions of choose and hope are choose is to pick out as being the best or the most appropriate of two or more alternatives or to decide on a course of action. And hope, hope is a feeling of expectation and desire for a particular thing to happen. So let's think really quickly and briefly about um, these two different words. First of all, let's look at hope. So we all know what hope feels like, don't we? It's that little butterfly feeling in your tummy. Um, it's that just, oh, can hardly contain the excitement of, for example, a Christmas or a birthday surprise or a wedding coming up or a new baby coming into the family or um, a new car. I don't know, whatever it is. But it's that hope, it's expectation, that holiday that hopefully we'll get on at some stage. Um, we all know that we feeling and sometimes I have found in today's society it can be considered like positive mental attitude and if you think good things good things will come to you and that's all very good and very positive and we need that but if you are a friend of God hope is so much more than a positive mental attitude to a friend of God hope is the confident expectation of what God has promised and confident in the strength of his faithfulness. So you see, when I talk about hope in my life and ho choosing hope in 2020, um, I don't just mean a positive mental attitude, although that has been helpful. What I mean is a confident knowing 
that what God has said concerning my life will come to pass because he is faithful to his word. So 2020 was a tough year for us all. Um, I find it tough because I am a self-employed beautician, which means that I've not worked for half of 2020 and all of 2021 so far. And let's be honest, after the first, the second, the third, the fourth lockdown, um, with no dates on the horizon of when I can open my doors, like my positive mental attitude wasn't doing so well. But my confidence in God's word and his promise and who he was kept my hope alive. So can you see the difference? And while I'm sitting here and I still don't know when I can open my doors, again, I am convinced that God will be faithful to his promises concerning my life and my business. So I can tell you tonight, honestly, that I'm not worried or anxious um, because I choose hope. Now, maybe tonight you're listening and you're thinking, I just don't believe her. Don't believe her. And you know what? See if you don't. And see if you're thinking, oh, that just all sounds a bit airy-fairy. Like, that's okay if you don't believe me. It's okay. Um, and I'm, I'm thinking if you're sitting here tonight and you're not a friend of God tonight, like, let me encourage you better. Let me challenge you to look into it. Like, talk to Andrew about how you could start to find out more about God. I challenge you to begin to read your Bible. I challenge you to talk to God, to be honest, to tell him, listen, I feel totally hopeless and I don't know what to do. Tell him that you're not even sure if he's real, but you know what I know for sure? I promise you that God will answer you. And like, what's the worst that could happen? So I challenge you to look into it. Start digging, start asking questions. So hope for me is more than a positive mental attitude. It's confidence in who God is and what God has said and that if he has promised it, that it will surely come to pass. So we've looked at hope, looked at hope. But then let me talk to you really quickly just about how I have learned how to choose hope in the past year. So I bet today you've made loads of choices. I bet you ranging, you probably think, no, I didn't, but you did. So you decided what time you're going to get up at, you decided what you're going to have for your breakfast, you decided what to wear, what perfume or aftershave to wear, what to watch on TV, what to look at on Instagram or Facebook, um, where to go, who to text, when to eat, what to eat. But did you realise that what you think about is a choice as well? Ah, but like, it's just the way that I am. That's my familiar excuse for bad thinking, for anxious filled days, for assuming that all is hopeless. And the truth is that I really believe that I'd always just be like that. I'll just, this is just the way that I am. A nervous wreck, scared to expect anything good, at the mercy of every fearful thought that entered my brain. And I'm wondering, are you like that? Um, how many times have you said, like, oh, I just can't control my thoughts? Or, oh, it's just the way that I am, it's just the way that I think. But let me tell you from experience that you actually can control your thoughts. We are bombarded with hundreds of thoughts every day. There's some good ones and some bad ones. There's positive ones. There's negative ones. There's some that are full of hope. There's some that are hopeless. But do you know that you don't have to accept or believe every single thought that floats into your mind? 
Isn't that amazing? That just because you think it, it doesn't mean that it's truth. Now, don't get me wrong. Um, bad thoughts float in. So let's say I wake up and I'm like, oh, this is going to be a terrible day. I just have so much to do and nobody's going to help me. And it's just, I'm going to be running from here and there and I'm never going to get everything done. Now, if I focus and I dwell on that thought, um, the likelihood is that I will in fact have the worst day. But what if when that thought floats in, that I stopped it and wait and said, wait, it doesn't have to be the worst day ever. Maybe it will be a good day. What if I decided to give that thought more attention? Do you think that my day might be better? So you see, when I mean what I mean about choosing what you think about, it's actually really important. Just checking my notes, make sure I'm on the right page. So at the start of 2020, um, I embarked on some counselling. Um, for some really intense, overwhelming anxiety that I'd felt for uh, quite a while. Um, and it was really good. And it was super helpful. And my counsellor really helped me to realise that what I'd been doing is dwelling on unhelpful thoughts that were full of fear and hopelessness. And as I processed this and I read my Bible, I came to realise that this is not a new idea. Um, that actually God told us to watch our thoughts many years before my counsellor did. In Philippians 4 verse 8 it reads, Finally believers, whatever is true, whatever is honourable and worthy of respect, whatever is right and confirmed by God's word, whatever is pure and wholesome, whatever is lovely and brings peace, whatever is admirable and of good repute, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, Think continually on these things, which means center your mind on them and implant them in your heart. The Bible actually tells us to be careful what we think about and gives us really wise counsel. And God, through his word, tells us to be deliberate in what we focus our thoughts towards. So it's okay saying it, but let's think really quickly, how can we do that? These are things that I've learned in 2020. This is what I've had to do in 2020. So the first thing that I had to do in 2020 was practice. God tells us in Romans 12 verse 2, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Renewing, it's not a one hit wonder word. It implies the continual renewal of your mind. Um, so I have a little boy and he is four and a half. And at the minute, he's really keen to tell me everything that he's thinking. Every little thought that floats into his mind, he wants to tell me. So excuse me, I hear the good, the bad and the ugly. And sometimes it's really funny and then sometimes he deals with thoughts that he doesn't like. Um, scary thoughts or mean thoughts or unhelpful thoughts. And for a little while, he didn't really know what to do about them. But then we started practicing saying no to those thoughts, to those unhelpful thoughts and replacing them with something that was true. So because he's been practicing, every now and again, I'll hear him saying, no, no, no. And what I know he's doing is that he is saying no to some thoughts and he is being, he's realising that he is in charge of his thoughts and that he has the ability to actually change them into something positive, something productive and something God-centred. The second thing that I had to learn in choosing hope is that what are you watching, what are you listening to and what are you reading? So honestly, if you struggle with a poor thought life, then you have a responsibility to yourself to avoid programs, podcasts, 
social media, articles, even people that trigger your negative thought patterns because your mental well-being is far too precious. This is something I really had to learn and I'm still learning in 2020. And it's not always easy because sometimes I want to watch something that I know will trigger those anxious thoughts because I think, oh, I'll be fine, I'm doing well, like I'll be okay. Um, when I really just should have said no because the price that I pay and the price that you will pay is far too great. It takes me days to get past it again. But let me tell you, the more that you say no to those things, the more comfortable you'll feel. You have to put your mental health first. The third thing is be patient. If you are determined to choose hope in a world that celebrates hopelessness, then it will take time. My thought life didn't change overnight and it, I still have moments when I have to be deliberate in what I choose and what I think about and deliberate in pra- practicing being faith, uh, thankful. So to sum it up, what have I learned in the pandemic of 2020 and 2021? I've learned that thankfulness is a, not a feeling, but a decision that we make every day. I've learned that what I expose my mind to is very important. I've learned that I'm not at the mercy of every single thought that enters my head. I've learned that choosing hope, the God hope that I talked about, is more real, more long-lasting and more authentic than any positive mental attitude. So tonight, in closing, I just want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to think about what you're thinking about. I want you to consider that you don't have to accept every thought that floats into your head. If you're a friend of God tonight, I want you to write out his promises concerning your life and to stick them up where you can see them and to say them out loud. And if you're not a friend of God tonight, I'm challenging you to consider it, to look into it and to ask questions. Thank you so much for inviting me tonight. I really hope you have a super night and God bless. We hope and pray that you've been encouraged by this teaching. For more information on our youth ministry, you can visit us at or check us out on social media at Ballygown Youth.